Wave your hands, oh Lord. Father, we worship you. Speak unto us, oh God. Lord, thank you that the heavens are open unto us. Thank you for your word that comes speedily and expressly and clearly. Thank you for confirming your word with signs and wonders, diverse miracles and gifts of your spirit. And we pray, Lord, that your glory be revealed in our lives. In Jesus' name have we prayed, and all the saints shall say amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty shout. Oh, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You want to take your seats in heavenly places. Turn to somebody next to you. Tell the person, I'm happy to see you. Tell another person, I'm happy to see you. Tell somebody you are looking glorious and wonderful. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty, mighty clap. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. I want to thank the Lord also for our online participants. I believe that God is going to speak to you. God is going to minister to you. God is going to minister strength and life to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a month of knowing the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. How was, how was your week? I trust that you were able to fellowship with the Lord. You were able to develop the consciousness of God's presence, God's spirit, God's anointing in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. I think that this, this, the past two weeks I've read this scripture more than 100 times. <laughs> Amen. John 14, verse 16 to 17, Jesus said that I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter. I'll pray the Father, he'll give you another comforter that he may abide forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. He said, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. So Jesus, when he was about to, to, to go to the cross, he was speaking to the disciples and he was telling them a number of things, the fact that he'd be going to die and all that. And among the discourse that Jesus had with the disciples, he told them that, I'm going to ask the Father, I'm going to pray to the Father, I'm going to talk to the Father, my Father, that he'll give you another comforter. He'll give you a lost paracletos, another comforter. And when this other comforter comes, what he's going to do is that he's going to abide with you forever. Amen. Another translation says that he's going to, I love the way another translation puts it, it says that he's going to constantly be with you. And so the Spirit of God is constantly with you. Turn to the person next to you, tell the person that the Spirit of God is constantly with you. So Jesus said, he's, I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And Jesus went further in verse 17 said that this comforter I'm speaking about, he is the spirit of reality. He's the spirit of what? Of reality. What does it mean for the spirit of God or Allah's paracletos to be the spirit of reality? What it means is that the spirit of God, Holy Spirit, he brings us into the reality of who Jesus is. He brings us into the reality of the Father. He brings us into the reality of who Jesus is. He brings us into the reality of the triune God. The Spirit of God. Can I tell you something? The Spirit of God. When The Spirit of God, when you are baptized in the Spirit, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, and the Spirit of God comes to dwell in you, and you are also baptized in the Spirit, that baptism is also the baptism into the body of Christ. You are, you, are, you are put in, you are made a part of the body of Christ. And can I tell you another thing also? The Spirit of God brings you into the participation of the Godhead. 
In other words, you become a member of the Godhead. You, you enter, you become a part of the Godhead. Because look at what the Bible says. Jesus Christ said that word. You know, you become one with the Spirit. You and the Spirit become one. So you, you, you become a part of the Godhead. Hallelujah. You, you, be, you begin to participate in the Godhead. You begin to have fellowship, intimacy with the Father, with the Son, with the Spirit. The Spirit of God brings you into the reality of the Godhead. And the Spirit of God brings you to the reality of the Father and the Son. The Spirit of God makes real to you Jesus. You know, we can, we can, people can preach doctrine. People can preach about the love of Christ. You know, but it is the Spirit of God who makes the love of Christ real to you. It is the Spirit of God who makes the, the joy of God real to you. It is the Spirit of God who brings you into the, who causes you to experience the peace of God. It is not doctrine, it's reality. And it's the Spirit of God who brings you into that reality. So Jesus said that word, even the Spirit of reality, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him, neither does it know him. And Jesus said that, but you know him. You know him. Someone say, I know the Spirit. He said, you know him, for he dwelleth with you. And after my resurrection, he shall be one in you. Praise God. He said, you know him. In other words, you ought to, you should recognize him. You should be conscious of him. You must welcome him. You must take him to heart. What does it mean to take the Spirit of God to heart? To take the Spirit of God to heart means to treat the Spirit of God special. To treat the Spirit of God as important. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, welcome Holy Spirit. Uh, you, 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 give, you give attention to God's Spirit. You prioritize the Spirit of God. Let the Spirit of God fill your mind. Let Him fill your consciousness. Think about Him. Think on Him. Talk to Him. That is how you, you'll be able to recognize Him. That is how you'll be able to be conscious of Him. Amen. So Jesus, in that scripture, John 14, verse 17, he was teaching us how to have fellowship with the Spirit. When he said that you know him, you recognize him, you be conscious of him, you welcome him into your life, you welcome him into your affairs, you talk with him, you talk to him, you have discourse with the Spirit of God. And let me tell you something, you may think that it is, it is doctrine, but it is real. If you begin to practice it, you realize that as you are talking to God's Spirit, I told you the other day, when you mention the name of somebody, you develop a certain consciousness or a certain awareness of the person. The person may not be around you, but the moment you mention somebody's name, maybe somebody, your beloved is not here, but when you mention your beloved's name, even if your beloved is in Kumasi, when you mention his name, all of a sudden you, you have a certain consciousness. You have a certain consciousness of the presence of your beloved. Hallelujah. <laughs> it, it's the same with God's spirit. When you mention his name, and can I tell you something? When you mention the name of Jesus also, you are also ushered into the reality and the experience of God's spirit. Because Jesus Christ himself told us that, he said, I'll pray that uh, the Father will send the Alos Paracletos in my name. So the spirit of God has been sent in the name of Jesus. And the Bible tells us that everyone that said Jesus is Lord, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. That is 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3. No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. When you check the Greek rendition, what he was saying was that anytime somebody says Jesus is Lord, 
what happens is that the person drinks in the spirit hallelujah when you say jesus is lord you drink in the spirit when you say jesus is lord you be, you you experience the awareness of god's spirit somebody give the lord a clap of it it's my utmost desire that you would experience god's spirit it's not just my utmost desire i believe that it's the desire of god is the desire of God that will prioritize God's spirit. Is the desire of God that will have a relationship with God's spirit. Is the desire of God that will know the spirit. Say, I know the spirit. I am conscious of God's spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I worship you. Holy Spirit, I reverence you. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with me. Holy Spirit, you are by my side. You are with me. You are all around me. You are all over me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody give the Lord a clap of friend. Today, I want to show you a certain aspect of God's Spirit that I believe would be a blessing to you. When we talk about the Spirit of God, a lot of people think that the Spirit of God is gentle. And indeed, He's gentle. But He's multifaceted. So a lot of, the, a lot of people see the Spirit of God. A lot of people feel that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, of, Holy Spirit, you must be gentle. Now what world I'm in this place. You know, he's gentle. A and indeed, he's gentle. But Holy Spirit is also terrible. Holy Spirit is also dangerous. And I want to show you that aspect of him today. Hallelujah. I want to show you that aspect of God's spirit that makes him the man of war. That aspect of God's spirit that cause that by that he brings deliverance he brings healing he brings the restoration amen luke chapter 11 verse 20 luke 11 verse 20 the bible tells us jesus said that if i with the finger of god cast out devils no doubt the kingdom of god is come upon you jesus was speaking he said if i by the finger of god or with the finger of god i cast out devilish spirits I cast out demonic spirits. There's no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. That means that then you have come into the reality of the experience of the kingdom of God. If you can believe, if you can believe that by the finger of God we cast out devils, then you can experience this reality of the kingdom. And so every aspect of the reality of the kingdom that you would experience, it depends on it, it depends on you believing it. And it depends when it is taught you would believe it. Hallelujah. So as I'm teaching about God's spirit, I believe that God is bringing you into the reality of his spirit. Amen. What is the finger of God? What is the finger of God? This same scripture, when you go to Matthew 12 verse 28, the Bible says that, if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, so the finger of God is actually the spirit of God. The finger of God is the spirit of God. The power that casts out demons, the power that can drive out evil spirits is the spirit of God. And so if you know God's spirit, if you have a consciousness of God's spirit, if you understand the ministry of God's spirit, you will not be afraid of devils. You will not be afraid of evil spirits. You will not be afraid of ancestral spirits. 
You will not be afraid of triangular spirits. You will not be afraid of spirits that reside in the heavenlies. You will not be afraid of spirits that are in the mountains and in the rivers. You will not be afraid of desert spirits. You will not be as afraid of spirits that come on the earth from the underworld. Because you have to understand that sometimes the earth opens and spirits come from the earth to, and they surface, they resurface. They come from the underworld and they resurface on the earth. There are times that marine spirits, they come out of the waters. <laughs> How many of you know that? They, they come out of the waters. If you ask, sometimes like you ask taxi drivers that sometimes they like to drive at night and all that, they tell sometimes when they are passing by the, the sea, then they'll see something coming from, from the sea around 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and as that, that figure, that apparition, it comes from the sea, as it comes from the sea, all of a sudden it changes into a human body and begins to walk on the land. <laughs> but I want you to know something, that all these spirits, they bow to the Spirit of God. Jesus said that by God's Spirit, I cast out devils. And so when the Spirit of God is with you, my brother, my sister, there's nothing that you ought to be afraid of. The Bible tells us in the book of Exodus, you know, the, when, when Moses contest, Moses and, Moses and Aaron, they had a contest with the, with the magicians of Egypt. You remember that account? They had a contest with the magicians of Egypt. And when, they, when Moses and Aaron, when they threw their rods to the ground, the magicians of Egypt, they also threw their rods to the ground and they all turned into serpents. And the serpents of Moses and Aaron swallowed up that of the Egyptian magicians and astrologers. So then Moses worked another miracle. And when Moses worked that other miracle, you know, the magicians, they also tried to do the same thing because they felt, you know, they, they felt that, oh, they are powerful. So, I mean, of course, the, the rod of Aaron, when Moses swallowed up, yes, but it doesn't matter. They to their, their own turn into serpents. It doesn't matter. So they felt that they were, they were, at least, they were powerful. But there was another miracle that Moses did. And when Moses did that miracle, the magicians could not also do it. They could not also do it. And so when they realized they could not do it, you know what they said? They told Pharaoh, they said, as for this, it is the finger of God. I pray for you that may the finger of God manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that anything that has been contesting with the power of God in today's service, through today's ministration, may the finger of God show up in your life in the name of Jesus. May the finger of God silence the enemy in your life in the name of Jesus. May the finger of God drive out evil spirits, wicked spirits out of your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Exodus 8 verse 16 to 19. Let's read it so you, you appreciate what happened. The Bible said that, So the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land that it may become lies throughout all the land of Egypt. Next verse. And they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lies in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lies throughout all the land of Egypt. Can you imagine it? That all the dust, it turned into lies. <laughs> Next verse. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lies. It was a contest. The magicians also, you know, they did it. They did their enchantments. But they, they could not. So there were lies upon man and upon beast. 
they could not. Tell the person next to you and tell the person, they could not. Verse 19. Then the magician said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. This is what the finger of God. Today, God, you are going to experience the finger of God. Today, you are going to walk with God's spirit. Today, the finger of God is going to show up in your life. And every spirit of oppression is silenced in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that has been intimidating you in today's service, they are being silenced in the name of Jesus. They are being muted in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 63 verse 9. Isaiah 63 verse 9. So we've seen that the finger of God is the spirit of God. The finger of God is the spirit of God. Isaiah 63 verse 9 to 10. It says that in all the affliction, he was afflicted. Talking about the children of Israel. In all the affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his, in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. That's all through their journeys. As they were coming in the land of Egypt, as they were coming out of the land of Egypt, in their 40 years wandering in the wilderness, and as they were entering the promised land, the angel of God's presence was with them. Verse 10. And he said that, but they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. So we see that the angel of God's presence that was with them was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And I told you last week that the angel of his presence, the word angel, it simply means a messenger. It simply means messenger. So when the Bible said the angel of his presence, he referred to him as, referred to the Holy Spirit as the messenger of God's presence. God's presence. The carrier of God's presence. The conveyor of God's presence. The communicator of God's presence. The bringer forth of the presence of God. Hallelujah. That's why it's so very important to acknowledge God's Spirit. Because when you wake up in the morning, Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I worship you, Holy Spirit. As you do that, he, you begin to feel His presence. He begins to communicate the presence of God to you. May you know God's presence. May you experience God's presence. May you, may you, may you desire the presence of God. May you experience the presence of God. May you be caught up in the glory of God's presence. Exodus 23, verse 20 to 23. Exodus chapter 23, verse 20 to 23. The Bible says that, Behold, I send an angel before thee. Remember, the angel of his presence is who? Holy Spirit. Now, when you read the Bible, angel is used many times. There are angels, there are different angels. But sometimes in the context of what is being used, you can know whether it's, the, it's referring to the Spirit of God or it's referring to normal angels. When you read this account, you realize that it is referring to the Spirit of God. When I mentioned the angel of his presence, we saw from the next verse, Isaiah 63 verse 9, from verse 10, that the angel of his presence was referring to Holy Spirit. And in this account, you also see that the angel that God said he's sending ahead of them referred to the Spirit of God. He said, Behold, I send an angel. And you can see King James has been capitalized angel. I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Can I tell you something? It is the Spirit of God that can keep you. It's the Spirit of God that can preserve you. Give me NLT. NLT makes us see that it is the, the angel of God the angel of God's presence that preset to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. So is the spirit, the spirit of God 
He's the protecting and delivering one. The Spirit of God is the one that protects you. And the Spirit of God is the one that preserves you, that delivers you. Anytime you need protection, can I tell you something? The one to bring you protection is the Spirit of God. There are people that go to towns for protection. There are people that go to amulets for protection. There are people that go to juju powers for protection. There are people that, that, that go to those that consult the stars for protection. But the one that can protect you is the Spirit of God. The one that can bring you deliverance is God's Spirit. And he said that to protect you in your journey and lead you safely. So the Spirit of God, he is the leading and guiding one. Hallelujah. He's the one that leads you. He's the one that guides you. He's the leading and the guiding one. Somebody say he's the leading and the guiding one. Hallelujah. So he says, Behold, behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. He said, Beware of him. Give me a kitchen. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. There's no other angel that the name of God is in that angel except the Spirit of God. And remember, Jesus Christ even said that word. Uh, the comforter will send the Spirit in my name. That is what he said. My name, the name of the triune God is in the Spirit. And that's why he said, beware of him and obey his voice. And you realize that through their journeys, there were many times they disobeyed the voice of God's Spirit. That's why they entered into trouble. Beware of him and obey his voice. May we beware of God's spirit. May we obey the voice of God's spirit. Hallelujah. Tell Peter to obey the voice of God's spirit. Amen. And he said that, for my name is in him, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, the next says, if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. May the Lord fight for you in the name of Jesus. Verse 23. For mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and I will cut them off. These were the enemies of the children of Israel. And God was saying that the angel of God that is going to go ahead of them is going to drive out their enemies. Is anybody here that has enemies? God's spirit is going to drive away your enemies. God's spirit is going to silence your enemies. I don't know whether they are from your father's house or your mother's house, whether they are from your community, from your neighborhood, whether they are people that envy you and they have taken your name to malams and juju men. And all. I don't care wherever they are from. The spirit of God is going to cut them off. Hallelujah. Exodus 23 verse, sorry, Exodus 13 verse 21 to 22. Exodus 13 verse 21 to 22. The Bible tells us that the Lord went ahead, the Lord went before them by day. This is the children of Israel again. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them, to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. Hallelujah. And can I tell you something? This, the Lord going before them was actually the angel of his presence. It was actually the Spirit of God. So the children of Israel, as they were journeying from Egypt, the pillar of cloud was with them. And the pillar of fire was also with them.
can I tell you who the pillar of cloud was? The pillar of cloud was actually the manifestation of Holy Spirit. The pillar of fire was actually the manifestation of Holy Spirit. And if you can be conscious of God's presence, you know that in the daytime and in the nighttime, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire is with you. If you can only develop that consciousness of His presence, you know it. You, you just know the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire is with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the Bible said that this allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. Hallelujah. Exodus 14 verse 19. Exodus 14 verse 19. How many of you are enjoying the scriptures? Amen. The Bible says that this is when the Egyptians were chasing the children of Israel. Look at what it says. It says, the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel. That's the angel of God that was the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. The angel of God which went before the camp of Israel. Listen, brothers and sisters, you've got to believe this. You've got to understand this. You've got to know it. If you, if you can't develop the consciousness of it, you will not be able to experience it. And so I'm sharing it with you so that you develop that consciousness of the angel of God's presence, that consciousness of the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. And when you are conscious of the pillar of cloud, pillar of fire, you will not be afraid of anything. You, you, you go through life victorious. You go through life confidently. He said that what? The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. In other words, you don't have an accident in the daytime or nighttime. There are some people that die by day. And there are some people that die in the night. There are some people that sleep and sleep and they don't wake up from their sleep. There are some people they left their house in the morning, they didn't come back in the evening. But if you are conscious of the pillar of God and pillar of fire, you dwell in safety. You dwell in rest and safety. May you dwell in rest and safety in Jesus' name. I declare by the Spirit of the Lord that your life will not be cut short in the name of Jesus. I declare by the Spirit of God that your soul has escaped like a bird from the snow of the fowler. I declare that the angel of God's presence is with you. The angel of God's presence is with you by day as a pillar of cloud and by night as a pillar of fire. And anyone that comes against you, the angel of God's presence will bring you deliverance and protection. Somebody give the Lord a clap of it. The Bible said, then the angel of God who had been leading the people of Israel, he moved, Exodus 14 verse 19, he moved to the rear of the camp. <laughs> he removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. This was because the Egyptians were now pursuing them. The Egyptians were now pursuing them. So the pillar of cloud that was in front of them, that was leading them and guiding them and you know, leading them in the way, it moved from where it was and went behind them. You know, and that's why I was teaching that it's important for you to learn to recognize God's spirit. It's important that you are sensitive to the spirit of God. Because there are times that you, you sense it, that the spirit of God is on your right side. There are times that you sense that the spirit of God is behind you. There are times that you sense that he's on your left. There are times that you sense that he's in front of you. And can I tell you something also? There are times that you sense that he's all around you. Hallelujah. 
The Bible said that the angel of the Lord encamped around the righteous and delivered them. He encamps around the righteous and delivers them. If you can only be conscious of it, that the angel of God is dwelling all around you. If you are conscious of it, you can experience it. Give the Lord a clap of it. Exodus 14 verse 24. Exodus 14 verse 24. The Bible says that, but just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud and he threw their forces into total confusion. Exodus 14 verse 24. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked onto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud. It says, and it troubled the host of the Egyptians. Hallelujah. He troubled. You know, this was when the, the Egyptians, they were pursuing the children of Israel. They were, they were, they were after the children of Israel. The Bible said that the Lord looked through the, he was actually the pillar of fire. And he was a pillar of cloud. And his eyes were in the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. So he was looking at the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? That God has seen your enemies. God has seen your enemies. God has seen the activities of witches and wizards. God has seen all what the powers of darkness are doing. And today, God is going to throw them into confusion. God is going to trouble the host of your enemies. God is going to scatter your enemies. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Exodus 3 verse 2 and 4. Today I'm giving you a lot of scriptures. I'm giving so that you would appreciate who the Spirit of God is. Amen. Exodus 3 verse 2 and 4. The Bible says that this was when Moses had an encounter with the Lord in the burning bush the Bible said that and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush let's start from verse 1 I want to show you something Exodus 3 verse 1 now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law the priest of Midian and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God even in Horeb you know can I tell you something you know, Moses, he didn't really know that it was a mountain of the Lord. It was a mountain, but he didn't know it was a mountain of the Lord. And he was just, he was just leading the flock. He was just leading the flock. But as he was leading the flock, he was being led also by the Spirit of God. He didn't know that as he was leading the flock, the Spirit of God was leading him to the mountain of God. So he was just, and like I'm saying, because we are reading the Bible, we know that it is a mountain of God. But for them, they didn't know that it was a mountain of God. They didn't know it was it was just an ordinary mountain it was just like jacob when jacob laid at bethel and he saw there was a ladder reaching from heaven to the earth and angels ascending and descending upon the ladder and jacob woke up out of that dream and he said that what the lord was in this place and i knew it not it was the same with moses also he didn't know that it was a mountain of the lord but he was just moving around and he got to the mountain of god even so he got to mount horeb which was actually the mountain of the lord and look at what happened in verse 2 the angel of the Lord appeared unto me in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, 
and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed he looked I want you to look at me. He looked. <laughs> he looked. Give me NLT. I want to show you something from NLT. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. Moses stared in amazement. Can I tell you something? the reason a lot of people miss the presence of God is because sometimes God is moving but people do not focus on when God is moving sometimes you may like I was telling you you may be conscious of God's presence that is with you once you are conscious of God's presence once you just feel God's presence with you can I tell you what you have to do you have to focus on it you have to focus on it look at the next verse Exodus 3 verse the next verse this is amazing Moses said to himself why isn't that bush burning up I must go see it <laughs> a lot of people would have oh the bush is burning and they would have gone but Moses he was like ah why is this bush burning but it's not being engulfed I want to go and see it in other words I want to look more at it I want to focus on it. I want to take it in. I want to absorb it. I want to absorb this reality. Brothers and sisters, you must be conscious of God's presence. You must be, when the Spirit of God is moving, you know, like, like right now, the Spirit of God is moving. If you, if you can just focus, you, you can experience God. Do you know that? So Moses' encounter in the burning bush, some people may have missed it. But the reason why Moses was able to embrace this encounter was because he decided to focus on it. He decided to be alert. And so he said to himself, I must go see it. I want to go towards it. I want to focus on it. I want to take it in. I want to welcome it. I want to feel it. I want to touch it. I want to hold it. I want to, you know, and that's why, that's why sometimes when you are praying, you are worshiping the Lord and you begin to sense the presence of God. Can I tell you something? You must dwell longer in God's presence. You must dwell longer in God's presence. A lot of people, you know, this, a lot of people miss the presence of God because they have not learned to tarry in God's presence. This week as I was meditating the Spirit of God, fellowship with God's Spirit, you know, God spoke to me. God told me something. Can I tell you what God told me? Now, how many of you are ready to know what God said to me? Let me tell you what God told me. One hour in God's presence is not enough. One hour in the presence, you know, let, 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 me, let me tell you what, what, let me tell you. When you spend time in God's presence, when you speak in other tongues, or when you are worshipping, and you get one hour, have you realized that I, when you spend one hour, in God's presence, either you are speaking in tongues, you are praying, you are worshiping, you are fellowshiping God's spirit. All of a sudden, after one hour, you realize all of a sudden that you, you feel energized, you feel strengthened. How many of you realize it? And when you are speaking in tongues, you speak in tongues and you get one hour, you realize all of a sudden you break into a certain realm where your tongue speaking becomes fluent. When you start speaking in tongues, you realize that sometimes it may look like you are tired, you are drowsy. Mandala Shadaba, 
Mando Shandalaba Kayadaba. It's like it's like it's your mind is your it looks like your mind is the one that is speaking in tongues. Or when you are worshiping, it may look like you are just singing song. But keep at it. Keep at it. When you hit one hour, the portals of heaven will open unto you. And that is why Jesus told the disciples that could you not tarry with me for just an hour? Because after one hour in the presence of God, the portals of heaven will be. But can I tell you something? A lot of Christians miss it. A lot of Christians do not go further like Moses. Moses saw the burning bush, but he was not satisfied with just seeing the burning bush. He was not satisfied with just being amazed at the burning bush. So he decided to go further. He decided to look at it. He decided to get closer to it. He stopped all that he was doing to focus on the burning bush. And it was after he had focused on the burning bush that God spoke to him through the burning bush. Can I tell you something? When you spend time in the presence of God, when you hit one hour, like I told you, when you hit one hour, that is when the portals of heaven are now opened unto you. But you know what a lot of people, a lot of Christians do? When they hit one hour, that is when they close. <laughs> it is like, you know, it's like warming your engine. When you, when, you, when, you, when you start in the morning, when you spark your engine, ideally, a lot of people don't do it, but ideally you are supposed to let the engine warm. When the engine warms, then now you take off. Then now you move. Can I tell you something? When you spend one hour in God's presence, either through prayer or through worship, or through meditation of the word it is like it's like you are warming up after one hour you are now warmed up it's just like an athlete that is going to run a race every athlete that is going to be run a race every footballer that is going to play the footballer the athlete first has to warm himself up he first has to do some jogging to get the blood moving to get the blood circulating and so when he begins to jog when they begin to warm up they begin to sweat isn't it it shows that they are warming up but can i tell you something after they are finished warming up the match is now beginning the race they are now about to start the race but that's where a lot of christians miss after they have warmed up by one hour then they close their bible they stop praying it's time that they are going to now bath and go to work or some people feel like one hour is enough and they are going to sleep brothers and sisters you have missed it i am telling you you have missed it you are, you are just the portals now open the presence of God now came because notice after one hour that is when you now be, become conscious of God's presence after one hour that is when your senses are silenced that is when your senses have now subsidized after one hour of speaking in tongues that is when you realize that now it is not you that it is not that it's not your mind you are using to speak in tongues now the tongues is coming from your belly it is coming from your inmost being it is coming from your inner man so why do you stop over there you just warmed up the race has now begun can i get some people who are going to commit to two hours in god's presence this week You know, there are some people here, even 45 minutes. You know, I get amazed. Honestly, I get amazed. I get amazed when people cannot spend one hour in the presence of God. I, I get amazed. And sometimes as I interact with people, and I, and I ask people, so how many minutes do you spend a day in God's presence? 
10 minutes. You know, uh, can I be honest? Many times when I hear it, uh, I weep within. I cry within. That how? I mean, what, what's going on? There are people in God's presence, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. People are struggling to go beyond 30 minutes, go beyond 45 minutes. And then before they even hit one eye, and I'm coming to them, I'll tell you that one eye is not enough. <laughs> one eye is not enough. Receive grace in Jesus' name. One hour, that is when the portals are open. One hour, that is when Charlie, the Athena Agrono Eshiasi. Now that the thing is coming to John. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you not able to talk with your friends for more than one hour? When you, when you visit a friend, when, you, when, 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 when there's a lady that you are interested in or a gentleman you are interested in and you visit, don't you spend more than one hour? You, 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 you spend... Facebook, don't you spend more than one hour on Facebook? And there are some people they spend more than one hour looking on the WhatsApps of people. But when it comes to God's presence, people are saying that how can they spend one hour in God's presence? How can you spend one hour in the presence of your friend? How are you able to spend one hour on Facebook? How are you able to spend two and a half hours watching a movie? Two and a half hours. You know, I remember, you know, one of, one of my favorite series was 24. When I was in, when I was in, when I was in school, uh, university, somebody, I got introduced to 24. And I remember I said in vacation, I was staying at my brother's house. I spent the whole 24 hours watching 24. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you can, you can, you can spend time in the presence of God. You can spend time in God's presence. You can have intimacy with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Back to Exodus 3 verse, verse 2. Exodus 3 verse 2. The Bible says that, alright, verse 3 says that, this is amazing. And the, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire. Let's get back to verse 2. Exodus 3 verse 2. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Moses stared in amazement. I'm telling you something. There are times that you have a certain consciousness of the presence of God. You have a certain consciousness of God's presence. Once you have that consciousness, take it in. Think about it. Meditate on it. If you feel the anointing on your body, meditate upon it. If you feel the Spirit of God as a teacher, He's with you. Meditate on the fact that Holy Spirit, you are my teacher. Holy Spirit, you are with me. Holy Spirit, you are talking with me. Meditate upon it. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Hallelujah. Then the angel appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. Hallelujah. Next verse. This is amazing. Moses said to himself, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. Verse 4. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look. Are you ready to take a closer look? When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look. The Bible says that God called to him from the middle of the bush. That was the angel of God in the bush. 
the angel of God was God. He called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am. Moses replied, Today the Lord is calling you. If you can just focus, you sense the Spirit of God calling you. You sense God calling you. And I want you to know that the Spirit of God is calling you. God, God desires to have intimacy with you. God desires to have fellowship with you. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap of faith. So the angel of the Lord, that was the Spirit of God, who is also the triune God, or the representative of the Godhead, the Godhead and the representative of the Godhead. He was the one that appeared to Moses in the burning bush. And he was the one that commissioned Moses to go and to bring the people bring deliverance to the children of Israel because the children of Israel were in bondage to captivity. So Moses, Moses went to Egypt. We all know the account. Moses went to Egypt and when Moses went down to Egypt, there was a contest between Moses and Pharaoh. The Bible tells us of the plagues that God wrought in the land of Egypt. Can I tell you something about those plagues? Those plagues that God wrought in the land of Egypt, it wasn't just, it wasn't that God just wanted to do some miracles it wasn't that god just wanted to manifest his power but every plague that moses that god wrought in the land of egypt actually was targeted targeted at specific gods in the land of egypt every plague because egypt worshiped many gods egypt like like a, a number of Egypt, like a number of primary religions, they worshipped many gods. They worshipped many gods. And they trusted in their gods. They believed in their gods. They thought that their gods had power. And so when God sent Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, it was not just a normal contest. God dealt with every single major god in Egypt. Every plague that Moses did, that God did through Moses in the land of Egypt, it was targeted to silence the gods of Egypt. So when there, when there was darkness, you know, Moses called, you know, God through Moses called darkness, caused darkness to come in the land of Egypt. That darkness, the, 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 the Egyptians, they had a, a, a god, the sun god. The name of the sun god was called Ra. So when, when Moses caused darkness to appear, he actually silenced the sun god. And the sun god couldn't do anything about it when the when the river now was turned into blood you know that the, the Egyptians used to worship the river now they used to re- worship the river it was a goddess they used to worship so when moses turned the river now into blood he actually silenced that god it was a god of fertility or the goddess of fertility moses silenced it when, when Moses, you know, Moses, God used Moses to, to bring flies in the land of Egypt. Do you know that the Bible tells us of Beelzebub, that Beelzebub was the king of flies. So the, the Egyptians could not understand that, ah, if they are worshipping Beelzebub, how come that Beelzebub could not prevent the flies from invading them? Every plague was to deal with the gods of Egypt. I'm ever aware of the movie Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Every plague was to deal with the gods of Egypt. And can I tell you something? 
do you know the one that was dealing with the gods of Egypt? The angel of his presence that Moses met in the burning bush. That angel of his presence that was in the burning bush that Moses said to him, Moses saw the burning bush being burned but not being consumed. And he's, he looked in amazement and turned and he, said, and he said to himself, I'll go closer and look at this strange thing that is happening. It was that same angel that Moses met on the mountain of the Lord in Mount Horeb. That same angel that destroyed and silenced all the gods of Egypt. And the last God, when God killed the firstborn of the Egyptians, when God killed the firstborn of the Egyptians, God used that. There were a lot of gods. But the last one that God did to kill the firstborn of the Egyptians was to silence all their innumerable gods. Was to silence the God that they believed gave them life. If the God they believed gave them life could not protect them, could not even protect Pharaoh or Pharaoh's firstborn, <laughs> then the children of Israel realized that no, the God of the Israelites is indeed the God of all. Can I tell you something? That was Holy Ghost. It was the Spirit of God that was working in the land of Egypt. It's the Spirit of God that was silencing. Remember, I, you know, I've, I've taken you on a journey. I've taken you on a journey. I started with the New Testament when Jesus said, if I, by the finger of God, do cast out devils, then the reality of the kingdom of God as embodied by God's spirit has come unto you. And he said that if I by the spirit of God do cast out devils. Hallelujah. And then we saw that the angel of his presence that took the children of Israel all through Egypt brought them out of Egypt took them into the promised land, drove out the inhabitants of the promised land, drove out the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and the Perizzites, drove them out, was the angel of his presence. And we saw how that angel of his presence was with the children of Israel by day in a pillar of cloud and by night in a pillar of fire. So that when the Egyptians wanted to pursue after the children of Israel, the angel of God the God himself looked at the Egyptians through the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire and he threw them into total confusion hallelujah and that that was the angel of his presence that met Moses that met Moses in the burning bush and called Moses by name Moses, Moses here I am, said Moses. And the angel of God's presence, that was that is Holy Spirit, said to him, Remove thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. <laughs> and he sent Moses into the land of Egypt to silence the gods. Can I tell you something? The Lord just told me right now, can I tell you something? God is sending you to silence the gods in your family. No, some people don't believe what I'm saying. 
the way some people responded they are wondering I think that they are trying to internalize what I'm saying trying to absorb the thing that I'm saying that hey, hey me is it me it's you because when you read the account you know, you know, and you know that's why you, you ought to read your Bible. Because when you read the Bible, you realize that the, the saints of old, the saints of old, they were no different from us. When God came to Moses and God told Moses that I am sending you to bring, you know, my children, my children out of Egypt, God, Moses was like me, <laughs> God, me, God. I think you missed it. You, you missed it. <laughs> God, you don't know me. But that's what God, Moses told God. Me, God, me. I don't know how to speak. God, God, get somebody else. So you, are, you may be saying that to, to yourself but I'm still telling you the word of the Lord that God has put his rod in your hand just like God placed the rod in the hands of Moses God has put his rod in your hand and God is sending you to drive out the gods of your family receive the rod of the Lord receive the rod of the Lord receive the rod of the Lord by the rod of God, you scatter the enemies. By the rod of God, you drive out the enemy. In the name of Jesus, you, by the rod of God in your hand, you stop every plague in your family. In the name of Jesus. By the rod of God, you put out evil altars. Every sickness that has been prevailing in your family, you silence it in the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a clap of faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that. I want to show you how to allow the Spirit of God to work for you. I want to show you how to. So I've been able to establish to you by the grace of God and by giving you a lot of scriptures that Holy Spirit, the angel of God's presence, that same angel that was with the children of Israel remember God said behold I'm sending my angel ahead of you and I've put my name my name is on him isn't it wonderful can I tell you something can I tell you something isn't it wonderful isn't it wonderful is it not wonderful that that same angel of his presence that same angel that appeared to Moses in a flame of fire in the burning bush that same angel that was the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that same angel that is referred to as the angel of his presence who carried the children of Israel all through the wilderness who brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt who wrought mighty wonders in the land of Egypt that same angel of his presence that same angel of his presence he is with you and in you I said he's with you and he's in you and that is why you know the miracle of the ages time will fail me to speak about these matters but the miracle of the ages that which all the saints of old that all the saints of the old testament the bible tells us in the book of first the bible tells us that the, 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 which things the saints of old they desire to look into they desire to understand the miracle of the ages is that the spirit of God the spirit of God he's not only with us but now the miracle is that he is 
in us. Can I tell you something? The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire is in you. Oh my God. The angel of his presence is in you. Can I tell you something? Moses had in his hand the rod. He had in his hand the rod. The rod with which he used, with which he used to work signs and wonders. He had the rod in his hand. He held the rod in his hand. But can I tell you something? In our generation, that rod is not in our hand. In our generation, that rod is in us. <laughs> Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says that you are the temple of Holy Ghost. Know ye not. You know, you know when I read that scripture this week, I was amazed. He said, know ye not. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth. He said, don't you know? Don't you understand? You've got to know this. You've got to understand this. Brothers and sisters, you've got to know this. You've got to understand. He said, no, you know that you are the temple of Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Moses, Joshua, David, Isaiah, Abraham, all the saints of old, they had the Spirit of God, of God with them. They had the Spirit of God upon them. But they didn't have the Spirit of God in them. But you and I, we have the Spirit of God with us. Someone said, Holy Spirit, thank you for being in me. Somebody give the Lord a clap of me. But can I tell you something? Holy Spirit is in you. But it doesn't mean that he would work for you. <laughs> Holy Spirit is in you. You know, the Spirit of God can be in you as a pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. The Spirit of God can be in a Christian as a pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. And yet, so the Christian will be defeated by demons. Yes, so the Christian will run away from witches and wizards. Yes, still, the, the Christian will be defeated by the sun God. Will be defeated by, the, by other gods. And it ought not to be so. It ought not to be so. So I want to show you how. Can I show you how? Today God has sent me to show you how. Amen. God has sent me as your teaching priest. The Bible says, by a prophet, he brought them out of Egypt. And by a, and by a prophet, they were preserved. Today God has sent me as a prophet. That through the teaching of the word of God and I'm, I'm teaching you God's word so that you'll be able to apply it for yourself hallelujah so I'm waving out the Lord say Lord I love you Holy Spirit I appreciate you Holy Spirit I celebrate you thank you Holy Spirit say, say it with all bonus say thank you Holy Spirit that you are in me thank you Holy Spirit that you are around me thank you Holy Spirit that you are in me as a pillar of cloud that you are in me as a pillar of fire thank you holy spirit that as you wrought great wonders by the hand of moses thank you that you work great wonders and miracles by my hand in the name of jesus give the lord a clap of friend joshua 5 is 13 to 15 Joshua 5 verse 13 to 15. This is the account of, this was just before Joshua 
entered Jericho. This was, this was when the children of Israel, just when they were about to enter the promised land. When they were about to not enter, but war, make warfare to possess the promised land. So they had crossed the river of Jordan and they were at. They were just, the promised land was just in front of them. The whole expanse of the promised land. So Joshua got her and, and they had, you know, so they had crossed the river Jordan. And the Bible tells us, look at what it said. The Bible says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. Remember, Jericho was the first city that they conquered. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. Joshua had woken, let me show you what had happened. Joshua had woken up at dawn to meditate with the Lord. He had woken up in the early hours of the morning to have intimacy with the Lord and to have fellowship with the Lord for the battles that were ahead of him. And that's why it's so very important. That is why the beginning of every month we fast. We don't fast because we don't, it's not like we don't have food to eat. We fast the beginning of the month because we want to prepare for the battles of the month. That's what Joshua did. He woke up early at dawn because he was ready for battle, ready for warfare. He said, it came past when Joshua was by Jericho. He hadn't entered Jericho. He woke up early in the early at dawn and was just meditating. He, he, he took a stroll so that he could see Jericho in the distance. When he was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. May you lift up your eyes and see in the name of Jesus. May you lift up your eyes and look in the name of Jesus. And I pray for you that as you lift up your eyes and you look, you begin to experience the move of God's spirit. May you have visions of God may you have divine encounters may you know that God is real can I tell somebody something the spirit of God is real the world does not see him because the world wants to see him it cannot receive him but if you the Bible tells us that the kingdom of God does not come by observation if you want to if you want to see before you believe you would miss it if you want to see before you believe you would miss it but these are spiritual realities You've got to assimilate them with your spirit. You've got to receive them in your heart and in your spirit. You have, you have to have a certain knowing within that, yes, the spirit of God is it. When you wake up in the morning, you say, Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, I worship you. Holy Spirit, I adore you. Have that consciousness. You may not see him. You may not feel him. You may not hear a sound, but have that consciousness. Because the word of the Lord says it, we believe it and that settles it. We have that consciousness that he's with us and he's in us and right now he's upon me he's upon you also hallelujah when joshua was by jericho he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand and joshua look at it joshua woke up early in the morning and he, he took a stroll on the mountain he went to the mountain top and he could see jericho ahead of him and as he was standing on the mountaintop, looking at Jericho, preparing his battle strategy, you know, he was preparing his battle. Can I tell you something? Every great military strategist wakes up early in the morning to prepare his battle plan. Ask Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> they wake up early in the morning. By 3 a.m., they are up, preparing their battle plan. That was the same thing that Joshua was doing. He woke up early in the morning to prepare his ba- battle plan. That there stood a man over against him. So when he, he went to the mountain, he thought he was he thought nobody was there. And he was just on the mountaintop to survey Jericho, the city of Jericho. And as he got to the mountaintop, all of a sudden he saw a man over there also. And this man, 
he had a sword drawn in his hand and Joshua was taken aback he didn't expect anybody to be there at the time because he knew his people he, the Israelites had come so he knew that this person was not an Israelite and he knew also that Jericho was far ahead far yonder that was where Jericho was so his enemies were also far his people were with him they were asleep at the time and Jericho was far ahead and then he saw a man with a sword drawn in his hand look at it, he said there stood a man <laughs> there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went unto him and said unto him Joshua approached him and said unto him well he said sir I, I don't know you I don't know what camp you are in are thou for us or for our adversaries are you are you where, where where's your where where which camp do you belong to let me know so that if you are with me i'll let you join me to fight adversaries. if you are also for my adversaries then we fight it out right now <laughs> let, let, let me know if you are for my adversaries let's fight it out right now Joshua, he was ready for the battle. But look out the answer. Next verse. And it came to pass. Give me the, the next verse. And look at what the, the, the man. It was a man with a sword drawn out. Look at what he said. He said, nay. He said, no. What, what did he mean by no? He said, no. In other words, I am not for you. And I'm not for your enemies. No. I am not for you and I'm not for your enemies but let me tell you who I am I am the captain of the host of the Lord and I am come I am the captain of the host of the Lord and the Bible said and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him what's yet my Lord unto his servant look at the next verse and he said to him remove thy shoes from, the, from thy feet. And the captain of the Lord said unto Joshua, Lose thy shoe from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Go back to the previous verse. Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the end. Can I tell you something? God is beyond you, and God is beyond your enemies. God is not for you. You are supposed to be for God. God is not for you. God is for you in a certain sense. But in another sense also, you are the one supposed to align with God. That's why the, the question was asked, who is on the Lord's side? It's not, when it, you see, when it comes to war, it's a matter of you aligning to God's side. That's why we sing that song, who is on the Lord's side? I want to know I am on the Lord's side. Who is on the Lord's side? Let me hear you say, I am on the side. Now look at this description. I love it so much. The captain of the host of the Lord. The captain of the host of the Lord. In the Bible, when host, or even in in ancient times, when host is used, it refers to the armies. So this is the captain of the host of the Lord. The captain of the armies of the Lord. The commander-in-chief of the armies of the Lord. Who is the commander-in-chief 
of the armies of the Lord. Can I tell you, the commander-in-chief of the armies of the Lord is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the commander-in-chief of the armies of the Lord. And when, jo- when, the, when he said, he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? Joshua knew that this is God. Joshua knew. And that, the Bible said, Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. Can I tell you something? When you read through the Bible, angels appear to men. But sometimes, when the angels appear to men, and the men wanted to worship the angels, the angels will forbid them and tell them, don't worship me. Because the angels knew that they cannot be worshipped. But this captain of the host of the Lord, he received the worship. He received the worship. He didn't forbid Joshua. And he went further to tell Joshua to remove his shoes. Why did he receive the worship? He received the worship because he was Holy Spirit. And he received the worship because he was God. He's God. That's why he received the worship. It was a, this captain of the host of the Lord was the same one that appeared to Moses in the burning bush. Now, I want to show you how to engage the Lord to wage warfare on your behalf. Can I tell you how? It is in this scripture. By worshipping him. By worshipping him. When you worship the Lord and you praise him, you attract his presence. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap of him. Matthew 21 verse 16. Matthew 21 verse 16 says that, And said unto him, Hear thou what he say. And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, Thou hast what? Perfected praise. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, Thou hast what? Perfected praise. Psalm 8 verse 2 says that what? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, Thou hast ordained strength, Because of thine enemies to steal the foe and the avenger. When you worship the Lord, when you praise God with your mouth, when you worship God with your mouth, can I tell you what happens? The Spirit of God begins to rise up within you as the God that silences all adversaries. The Spirit of God begins to rise up within you he begins to work through you to silence every fool. Said, out of the mouth of babes and sacraments has thou ordained strength. Give me, let me, Hebrews 13 verse 15. It says that by him therefore, Hebrews 13 verse 15, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. The sacrifice of praise. What is the sacrifice of praise? I thank the Lord so much that the scripture gives it to us. What is the sacrifice of praise? It's over there the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name the fruit of our lips the sacrifice of praise is the fruit of our lips the sacrifice of praise listen, God is calling us to a higher place of worship God is calling us to a place of intimacy and fellowship with him God is calling us to a place to worship him, a place to adore him, we ought to worship the Lord, we ought to have fellowship we ought to learn to tarry in his presence brothers and sisters 
tarry in God's presence. Wait in His presence. Ex- allow tarry in His presence so that His presence can fill you. His presence can take a full hold of your spirit and your soul and your body. Do you know what God wants to do? God wants His presence to saturate you. God wants His presence as you worship Him and you praise Him. The more you worship and praise, the more His presence begins to saturate and permeate you. It begins to saturate and permeate your spirit. Permeate, saturate and permeate your soul. Saturate and permeate your body. Until you become a flame of fire. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap, friend. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout. Shall we be on our feet? Wave your hands to the Lord and worship Him. Wave your hands to the Lord and adore Him. Wave your hands to the Lord. Celebrate the goodness of our God. Celebrate the mercy of our God. Declare the excellency of our God, the supremacy of our God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. The choir can give us a song. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Captain of Israel's host and God of all who seek the land
going to talk to the Lord right now. Talk to the Lord that you desire intimacy with Him, desire fellowship with Him, desire oneness with Him. You want to worship the Lord. You want to know the Spirit. You want to experience God's deliverance. You want to experience His deliverance. Want to encounter the Lord, the angel of God's presence, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. Dada bala baso tala, randa da baso tala braga bada bala, randa da masiga brada bala, yenda la brago sabranda da. He's moving in this place. He's moving in this place. He's moving in this place. The Spirit of the Lift up your hands alive and touch your heart. He's touching every 
Father, touch every one of us in the name of Jesus. Touch your people in the name of Jesus. Bring your deliverance and your healing in the name of Jesus. Bring your restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. From the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet, we are healed in the name of Jesus. We are saved in the name of Jesus. We are restored in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. I pray for your people. Listen, we all need a deep intimacy with God, with God's Spirit. I just want you to pray one minute. The Holy Spirit, I desire a deeper intimacy and walk with you. I desire a deeper walk, a deep intimate walk with you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Just one minute. A deep intimate walk with God. A deep intimate walk with God's Spirit. That you know the Lord. You know the Spirit. You have intimacy with the Spirit. Fellowship with the Spirit. All the days of your life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, this is our heart's desire. It's our heart's cry. To know you, Lord. To know you, Holy Spirit. To have intimacy with you, Holy Spirit. To experience your refreshing and your renewing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the angel of God's presence. You are with us. Thank you for being in us as a pillar of fire and a pillar of clouds. Thank you that you are, you, you are the one that makes your, you make us flames of fire. We execute your wrath and your vengeance on the, the gods of this world. In the name of Jesus, I will pray. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of Give the Lord a shout as you take your seat. Amen.